Welcome to Best Served, a podcast recognizing unsung hospitality heroes. Join Chef Jensen Cummings as he chops it up with industry leaders about the humans who've impacted their lives and careers. From childhood guides, to ass-kicking mentors, to the team members in the trenches that make it all happen. Help us celebrate these rock stars by sharing our show and nominating your own unsung hospitality heroes. Connect with us on social media at Best Served Podcast. Now here is your host. What's up, everybody? Jensen Cummings here. Thank you, as always, for tuning in. Today is Best Served Podcast 342. We're talking getting out of the weeds for hospitality workers. We got Reagan and Molly of Chad. And, of course, we'll be hearing from L. Jarvis from In the Weeds as well. Once again, this is uh, kind of the kickoff week of the In the Weeds menu meeting fall 2021 campaign. And we're talking everywhere, as we always do. We'll be on video casts with organizations that work within the weeds, with with sponsors who are supporting this campaign, with chefs who are a part of bringing heritage to the forefront of the conversation. And we'll get into that a little bit more. You can find us on Clubhouse, Facebook, YouTube, Instagram, TikTok, everywhere that content is produced to support hospitality workers and the industry as a whole is where you can find us as always. So make sure and tune in on all the channels no further ado, I want to bring in L. Jarvis, founder of In the Weeds. L, good to see you. Hi, Jensen. Nice to see you. We're we're going to be talking a lot, and I'm excited about this. And I feel like between us, I'm going to repeat myself again and again and again. Amazing work that you all do. The support that uh, that we've had together. Now you're working with us on the 866 Challenge and our nonprofit partner there, writing $86 checks two yeah. writers and when we say writers it's a dishwasher a line cook a bartender a server in english and spanish and so it means a lot to be able to bring these stories to the forefront and that's your entire mission so we're very simpatico when it comes to that before we get into kind of what's happening with the campaign and and bring in the crew from chad give us a little high level in the weeds what's in the weeds all about let people know sure so in the weeds is a national 501c3 public charity uh, our the complete mission is to champion the physical, financial, and mental health of the hospitality professional. And we truly believe that a hospitality professional cannot have a sustainable work-life balance unless all those buckets are full. Truth. So, yeah, I mean, it's been a, it's a wild ride and it's, we're still under the barrel. I'm at the beach, so there'll be a lot of surfing little clips here. Um, but we're still under the barrel in the hospitality industry. You know, restaurants are open. People are starting to trickle back into work, but it's definitely a long road to recovery. So um, what we do in the weeds is we find solutions to the problems that everybody talks about. So access to healthcare. We've partnered with many state uh, marketplaces to get hospitality professionals low cost, no cost care uh, that is subsidized and quantified based on income versus hours. Uh, we created or, you know, designed this white label crowdfunding platform so folks can sort of get away from the GoFundMe model and have a little bit more protections through a nonprofit processing those um, crowdfunding campaigns for them. And as a all volunteer, like negatively funded startup <laughs> nonprofit, of course we had a million different ideas, um, but we've really dug in and found other partners in other markets that we can attach our 501c3 to as a fiscal sponsor. 
for other nonprofit um, or uh, mutual aid or uh, activism work groups that are doing the work that don't necessarily have the resources to incorporate on their own or want to incorporate on their own, but benefit from being able to receive grants and sponsorships to fund their work through our 501c3 status. You can, tell, you can tell you have said that pitch so many times. Uh, flies yeah. right out. All right. And Reagan and Molly with us. I want to bring Reagan in uh, first. Uh, kind of introduce Reagan. How did uh, Reagan, good to see you. How did uh, this relationship start, right? We have, uh, you're out in the Boston area in Chicago. How did the connection start? I'm interested first. How did the connection start? I, I think it was through Instagram. Yeah, I think so. Um, I think, uh, yeah, Giselle liked the work that we were putting out, connected with us through Instagram and just fell in love with each other. A lot of respect for the work that we're each doing in each other's city. A lot of like, getting on a Zoom call and just rambling about the industry and how it could be better and and future building and dreaming together. That, that sounds about right. And then the action on the backside of that, mm -hmm. right? It, it starts mm -hmm. with conversation. We have to have real conversations, not these facade conversations about the industry, how shiny everything is, or even, even some of the complaining sometimes. We're like, we have to find a way to take that initiative into action. And your organizations have absolutely done that. And so we're, we're grateful to be able to create a platform of content creation in, in this campaign. So excited about that. Reagan, for you, how did uh, how did Chad, how did the work start? Um, Chad got started by myself and a, a coworker because we were looking for a way to organize our the restaurant we were working in. Um, and um, this was happening in the spring of 2020 or early summer of 2020. So a lot of restaurants were organizing around the protests that were happening and organizing sure. around um, um, demanding better uh better work environments. Um, so my coworker and I started collecting a list of restaurants in Chicago and what they were doing, what they were saying that um, they would um, do in terms of Black Lives Matter and in terms of better um, work quality um, and what some restaurants weren't doing. And we decided to share that information with folks and it kind of blew up in our faces and um, people were really excited about it. And it became um, this bigger thing that we weren't even trying to do because the community just the hospitality community was looking for um, accountability, was looking for resources, was looking for a um, places to share stories and to share the experiences that we all whisper about. Um, so that's kind of how Chad became, um, Chad became because people wanted it to be. Yeah, I appreciate you say it kind of blew up in your face. We've, we've definitely felt that as well. I know Elle has where all of a sudden, now accountability is love is is one of the kind of the taglines I, I see it on your your ig profile pic all that and it made sense because you're kind of trying to create accountability for the hospitality industry as a whole but mm -hmm. now you're also creating accountability for yourself because you've set an expectation that you're going to be out here as a resource and supporting so absolutely. i appreciate that you've taken that that mantle uh, absolutely all right let's bring in molly as well uh, part of the chad team molly good to see you as well and uh, Molly, I'm going to put the uh, the difficult task on you of what does Chad stand for? Uh, so Chad stands for the Chicago Hospitality Accountability and Advocacy Database. Um, well done. That rolled right <laughs> off the tongue. Oh, yeah. We usually and just go by the Chad Project for short. Um, I, I, would, I would stick with the Chad Project. I saw it and I'm like, I'm not going to attempt to uh, rattle that off. So I appreciate that. Uh, for you, how did you get in, involved with Chad? What does Chad really mean to you? 
So I got involved early last summer of 2020. Um, I was one of those people who was dealing with a lot of grief because of um, the restaurant I was coming from and a lot of the controversy that uh, old bosses were facing and just a lot of grief and anger um, coinciding with like Reagan said, all of the anger around um, the civil rights unrest last summer. So I got connected to the Chad project, I think in June of 2020, just by other restaurant workers who shared similar sentiments and were looking for this outlet and a way to organize our thoughts and feelings and maybe do something about them because we were watching our industry burn around us and yeah. on multiple fronts. Um, and I think when we talk about love, like most folks in this industry do love it. Um, we just have to find better ways to be in relationship with it. So it's healthier. Yeah. The it's sometimes you, you end up with like Stockholm syndrome in this industry. Like it, and so many of us get in so young, I was 17. And, and so you don't know any better. And there's this strange dynamic of, of abuse afflicted on you and self-infliction. And then the oppressed becomes the oppressor and all these dynamics at play that are very human yet we focus so much on you know leave your shit at the door smile it's part of your uniform you're only as good as the next plate up and, and you're breaking down that facade so i really appreciate that two kind of directions i want to go l i'm very interested you know this this concept of getting out of the weeds the concept of collaboration over competition halo organizations the way that you're navigating bringing in you know great thinkers great leaders action takers within the industry uh hi to the cat there uh we love when pets make uh, uh guest appearances on the show uh so i'm interested in that and then i want to find out exactly i'm in the industry in chicago anywhere how can i get involved how can i get the support that i need but l if you can kind of break down kind of why we're at the table here together Sure. So I think it all comes down to what we know in this industry at large is relationships. And what in the weeds is what what I do as the founder of in the weeds is really foster those relationships to make sure that who we are partnering with and who we're sort of like hitching our wagons to are speaking the same language. And we're just building this really safe space with one another to give each other the agency to like heal from whatever trauma we're obviously like healing from, from the past 18 months or 20 years in the industry. Right. Um, but being able to have these open dialogues and open conversations of how we can continue to offer resources to the younger generation, the older generation, our peers. Um, I was thinking about it this morning. I've been saying pretty regularly with our getting out of the weeds workshops that there were everything I wish I knew when I was 22 and I was brushing my teeth this morning and I was like, screw that. I wish I knew this when I was 14 and I couldn't get exactly. a Saturday from the scoop shop to go watch the fireworks with my parents. Right. Um, and so the workshops have just grown organically. And I think that was one of the first projects that in the weeds and the Chad project really uh, dove into together. And we did seven weeks it's really challenging to break through all the noise right now on the internet to get the eyeballs and get people to show up. Um, but the second round we broke into, um, so the getting out of the weeds workshops are created by workers for workers. Um, they're in the entire workshop program is written by a member of the Chad project who is a licensed therapist. Emily's amazing and they're led by representatives of chad and we're able actually able to pay them for their two hours of their time to present great um which is fantastic so 
their tips and tools for managing, you know, stress and trauma in the restaurant industry. So they're in three different modules. We do three different sessions a month, but they're the same session. So if you're in several different time zones or you miss the first one, there'll be two more opportunities to be able to tune into that first session. We do record them. So you get access to them for a month after it is behind a password. Um, on our website. So you have access to go and revisit them for a month after. And we broke them into three um, modules. So the, they, they build on each other. The first module is stress, trauma, and resistance, um, which is dives into like, what are our uh, trauma or stress responses, fight, flight, fawn, freeze, different scenarios. So you can identify what type of response you're experiencing how to ground yourself, um, and then how to resist those, um, those traumatic uh, experiences right. you have, whether with your coworkers, your managers, or your guests uh, throughout the course of service. The second module, uh, boundaries, microaggressions, and substances, which sort of all lay, layer right into each other, how to create boundaries with yourself, your coworkers, your guests, how to manage microaggressions um, on the restaurant floor or behind the line, again, with your coworkers or with your guests, which I think is very important um, when you're in service, is understanding and realizing how to communicate with your coworkers because all of your livelihoods are interdependent on one another. Um, while managing expectations of the guests and being like, no, actually, you can't talk to me like that. <laughs> um, or no, please don't actually touch my body. <laughs> um, but like giving um, the restaurant worker the agency to be able to know how to manage that in substances. And the last module, we cover culture, uh, like how to change the culture in your restaurant, how to maintain your identity um, outside of the restaurant and future building, um, which is a, a, a a term that we use between in the weeds and chat all the time that I now realize I say in my daily life on a constant basis, um, which has been a really like fuzzy and remarkable way to like stop talking about what we know is broken and come up with actual like solutions to make it more sustainable and safer for in the future or now, not even in the future, like starting right now. Yeah. The future is the next service. Like it's now. Correct. Yeah. And that's that's still that's still into the future. So I appreciate that. Reagan, I, I'm somebody who's looking to to take on this. Am I a restaurant that then is paying for my staff to be a part of it? Am I an individual that's jumping in on this? Give me an idea of the actual guest experience in, mm -hmm. in kind of these courses. So we have a few different options. Um, you can definitely purchase a, a workshop as an individual. Um, it's pretty affordable. Um, but then if you are a restaurant and you're looking to um, have your staff take these workshops, there are options where um, you can pay for, I think, up to 20 individuals to take the workshops and have unlimited access to the videos for a month. Um, and then there are also options for brands to co-sponsor their favorite restaurants um, and okay. uh, purchase an option for that staff to come and take the workshops. So um, we're just really eager for folks to take it and whatever avenue folks want to go about it, whether that's as an individual or as a business, um, we're ready to collab. We're ready to share the information. I'm a line cook. I make $13 an hour and I get kicked in the head all day long. 
I love what you're saying. I have no idea how to bring that to fruition. I don't have any money. I'm three months behind on all of my bills. Like, you know that that's a real experience for people. It's a reality. Yeah. Get, get me there. I like what you're saying. I think you have cool posts on social media. I don't know how to get to taking care of myself, investing in myself. I don't have the money. Give me, give me an idea of how I might navigate that reality. Um, I would say to that line cook first off is to shoot us a message. Um, we're open to anyone taking these workshops, regardless of their financial um, situation. Um, there are real tools, like even as a facilitator of the workshops, when even when I, when I go over them, I'm like, damn, like, how did I not know this information? How did nobody tell right. me this? How am I learning these things right now while I'm facilitating this? Um, it's they're life changing. They they. I think one of the most beautiful things that the workshops do is they really teach you your own worth as a worker. We are valuable. We um, have skills that are worth investing and protecting. And I want every worker to feel that way. So if there's someone out there that wants the information but feels like they can't access it because of whatever their situation is, I would tell them to reach out and we will get them access. And we can support that with Best Cert. Here's, here's what you do. You submit an article to the 866886 challenge in the weeds writes an $86 check to you for telling your story about the mess meal you ever had cooking for Obama or any other story that you have to tell and, and cooks and service industry people have the best stories to tell. You put 250 words on paper, so to speak, we will publish it and go ahead and, and take that money, invest in yourself and go take one of these courses. That's how these three organizations here can support you as an individual and the worth and work that you do. So really appreciate that. Uh, Molly, I want to have you uh, uh, jump in here. And uh, how else can I interact? I love the courses. I think this is interesting. Your content game is strong. It's very interactive. And so I, I want to be more involved. Where can I follow you? How do I, uh, you know, share in the message of what Chad is up to? So we do have a Patreon. Um, on it, you'll find posters that we've made that would be great for a workplace. We also have uh, short and long form articles that we post relating to different topics across hospitality, um, whether it's abolitionism and hospitality or mm -hmm. um, how to stay safe as a sex worker, which we consider sex work very parallel to hospitality. There's a lot of crossover um, within that. Um, and it's also a great way to support us. We have multiple different levels. There's like a dollar level if you're just a worker who wants to be able to consume what we're creating all the way up to ownership or if you're an executive in a company where it's a little bit more to support us. Um, but beyond that, if you are local in Chicago, we do fundraising events, I would say quarterly, um, that are usually pretty fun. We just had one on Labor Day um, that was supporting workers and workers' rights in uh, collaboration with a bunch of independent creatives and makers and vendors who are also hospitality workers. Um, You're saying Labor Day is not just to throw a party at the end of the summer, that there's actually meaning and value in why we celebrate that day for workers and laborers? Oh, yeah. I mean, it was a party. Don't get me wrong. But um, we also... It was uh, we're hospitality people, so we can do both. We can have a mission and and party for sure. I, yeah. uh, I definitely appreciate that. Uh, L. Halo organization. Can you break that down? That's something that uh, Chad is and uh, and the work that you all are doing together. I know there's a lot of people in cities and, and townships across the country that are like trying to start some grassroots something. 
They don't know what the hell they're doing. They just know something has to change. How can more people kind of get onto the path of the support that In the Weeds is creating for organizations like Chad? Sure. I think it all starts with a conversation. Reach out, um, shoot a DM on Instagram, send an email. Uh, we have a bunch of different options. We have the white label crowdfunding platform that all of our Halo orgs have access to to fundraise on their own on the internet. Um, that all gets sort of like funneled into the, in the Weeds account and reallocated. Um, we have, I think, five Halo orgs. So Chad was number one, even though they weren't official. Uh, Chad actually had a different fiscal sponsor when we first started working together. And as soon as I was two weeks back, so I was like, I'm going to Chicago. <laughs> um, <laughs> and they were looking for a new fiscal sponsor. And they're like, we were going to ask if we could get on your calendar next week. I'm like, no, it's done. Cheers. Let's go. Yeah. Um, and so we have Chad McCoy's Lip Service, uh, which gives scholarship scholarships to BIPOC women to learn a second language to bring bridge the language barrier and hospitality, which I didn't even think about, like mind blowing, yes. the 86, 86, 86 challenge. And then um, Flew the Coop, uh, we've been working with for about a year, lots more information on that soon. And this past summer, we fiscally sponsored Be Wild Econ's summer tour, which was really remarkable. Um, they wanted a four city tour. We got the whole thing sponsored. So everything that they raised through ticket sales, they were able to pay talent for food and labor and then redistribute everything to mutual aid. Like we were writing $2,000 checks to Detroit Black Land Farmers Trust, House of Tulip, Southern Solidarity, Chicago Bill Amazing. Support, um, and like really digging into true mutual aid through that event series. And then these cuties made me cry when they had their last event in, um, on Labor Day, they decided that they wanted to redistribute half of what they raised at their event to the mutual aid fund that we did for um, uh, cottage uh, food makers and alt economists and independent restaurants in New Orleans that were trying to reopen and rebuy their perishable goods after Hurricane Ida. So that's the true sense of collaboration over competition, right? We are, there is no book to this. We cannot YouTube what we're trying to do. We are definitely writing it together. Um, but if there is, you know, a group out there that are looking for the support of a 501c3 fiscal sponsor, reach out. We'll have a couple of conversations and see if it's a good fit and see how we can help. And we have the resources to sort of meet organizations where they are. Um, you know, we had an amazing strategic planning session with Chad a couple months ago and put together the mission, the vision, the goals, the blueprint, yes. the you know, the benchmarks. And it was really inspiring to watch their group particularly interact with each other to identify what Chad actually is, because I think that's What's really hard working in like mental health space or restorative justice space in the restaurant industry right now, um, there are so many organizations, which is amazing, um, but trying to identify like what lanes people are staying in so we can funnel those resources to one another where everything's very strong. Um, so that's, that's our Halo org program. Yeah, I, I appreciate what you actually said at the end there, maybe even the most, because you mentioned how we didn't even realize that we should have known this when we were 14 years old. And so we're learning so much new information. There's also an interesting thing. We get so siloed and stuck within the four walls of the restaurant. 
sometimes when you start doing the kind of work that that we all are doing, you also get kind of siloed in tunnel vision and don't realize how many other individuals, entities, organizations are out there doing similar work or complementary work. And you're just grinding and hustling and it feels normal and natural because that's just what we do. Yet there are so many opportunities for Chad to funnel funds to Ida that never would have happened if there wasn't this eyes wide open mentality and this collaborative community support mentality. So I really appreciate that we're breaking down a lot of those facades, a lot of those silos through this. So again, L, broken record, great work on that. And, and your ability, I, I keep telling L this, Reagan and Molly, that superpower is good people connecting good people. And that is absolutely L's uh, superpower is that for sure. And putting people in situations to do what they do. Power. I mean, I see myself more. It's as been done. It's it's already been. It's it it's already done. It's it's on your cape. We've already got them printed. Yeah, Let's yeah. Go. I see myself more of a pollinator, and it's. I mean, the work that we're doing is not performative, right? I'm. It's not yeah. to like rise as this, you know, voice for everyone. Is to give everybody a voice. Um. So I, well, I look a at true it. Superpower. Like it's it's not a vanity power. I appreciate that. Uh, Reagan, Molly, I want to come to you. Uh, some last words on uh, what's happening next within within your lane, within Chad, or what's happening for you that you're excited about or challenges that you face. Molly, for you, what's uh, what's on your radar right now? Give us an idea of what's happening next. Um, for the Chad project, I've been slowly working on a series of workshops that would be focused on changing the culture long form within restaurants that would include like a survey. So if an independent restaurant takes an initial workshop, gets kind of a basis for why all of these changes are happening in the service industry right now, some of uh, the history behind why all these toxic structures exist and why they need to be changed, we can then survey their staff and see what spots they really need to work on. Um, since our background, our roots are in surveys and data, um, and I personally have a background in sociology and like qualitative data, for me, that would be a next step that I'm looking forward to, um, especially because we've, yeah, we've talked to a number of restaurant owners and managers here, and a lot of them just seem to be lost because they're not trained to like deal with any of this, you know? Uh, so they're walking in blind. They don't have the language. They don't have the background in history. They don't have any like theoretical concept to work with. They're just like trying to make positive changes, like doing away with tipping, but not being able to explain to their staff why it's actually good. Um, so that's what I'm looking forward to. Appreciate that. All right, Molly, we're going to get you out of here, get you back to work. Uh, the, the sociology background now that makes a lot more sense, uh, with your focus. So I appreciate hearing that we need more of that comprehensive 360 degree view thinking within the industry and, and we need your perspective desperately so thank you molly we'll, we'll let you go take care Bye, Molly. Talk to you soon. all right reagan same for you what's uh what's on your radar right now what are you focused on what are you hyped up about give us an idea kind of last thoughts um i've been working with emily recently for our last workshop the future building culture and identity and um we're really trying to hone in on um not there's a lot of conversations in the industry about like what's not working, uh, what's toxic, what's harmful, but we're really trying to dive into maybe more of why we lean into these cultures. Okay, we understand that tipping is bad, but why are sometimes why do sometimes we like tipping? What are the benefits that we get for tipping? Um, you know, why is why is the restaurant such a um, um, not welcoming, but why does it tolerate um, more abusive, toxic behaviors? Like, wh what are we getting out of the bad things that um, 
that the hospitality brings out in us. Um, so really just trying to dive in to um, the symptoms there. Um, not just that, like, oh, this is bad, but more so why we engage in this kind of behavior, why we engage in this kind of culture. Um, and it's been really fun and um, eye-opening, um, even understanding our own comfort levels, even understanding our own biases in terms of, in terms of tipping, in terms of tip pooling, in terms of, um, schedules and competition. Um, so I've been really enjoying that journey. Um, I'm learning as much as everybody else is. So I'm just excited to, to keep diving in and going deeper. I, I can appreciate what you're talking about because there's, there's a little bit of the, the systemic culture, the systemic models that we've created around, let's say tipping or the, the brigade hierarchy, things like that, that we need to break through from a practical standpoint, they're also the human experience. You yeah. get a you get a good tip. There's a dopamine hit. You're fired up. You feel yeah. good about yourself, right? I, on the other side of the equation, I love tipping 25 or 30 percent because selfishly, it makes me feel like I'm a good person. Mm -hmm. And so, th so there is some of that that you that you're culturally having to break down, and then for the individual having to break down. So huge challenge there. But again, a good 360 degree view of the human experience and the business experience as well so really appreciate that Reagan. we got a lot more work to do we got a lot more to talk about for now we'll let you and uh and the kitty cat get out of here appreciate you thank you y'all have a good day you Bye, too Reagan. all right l last yes. thoughts for you great crew again putting together great people and uh creating the space allowing them to do what they do appreciate that uh getting out of the weeds last thoughts on that can we get out of the weeds should we get out of the weeds how the hell do we get out of the weeds l I think we start with our workshops, <laughs> honestly. Right. Just start with our workshops. And to mirror Reagan's sentiment, if there are people out there that are listening to this and they're like, damn, I want to take that. I don't have the $15. Just send us a note and we're, we'll get you in. Um, that's like the name of the game is to have as many people go through this workshop series. So it's sort of like what we just experienced with herd immunity and vaccines, right? right. Um, the more hospitality professionals that go through these workshops, um, the easier it's going to be to see the change shift and see the culture shift within restaurant walls. Um, yeah. So if you can't afford it, reach out. No shame. Um, we'll get you in. Uh, if you are a restaurant owner that just doesn't have the space to figure this out on your own, you can um, sponsor your entire staff up to 20 people for the entire series for $750, which is nothing. like $13 a, a person or something. It's nothing. And it's a 100% tax deductible write-off through in the weeds nonprofit. The same with brands. Um, brands can sponsor key accounts. There's no ickiness with Tide House laws um, because it is coming through a nonprofit and they're getting a, a service basically. Um, so we really kind of, we built all these different options, but really there's, we didn't want any economic barrier to entry um, for anyone. So we yeah, have our next, um, our next round right now, September is just wrapping up October. Okay. Um, we'll, you know, launch the series thereafter, but if there are enough people interested, we'll keep it, for, we can keep the recordings open so folks can do it on their own, um, for as long as possible. And, and what if I have four, six, eight restaurants, uh, could I even like purchase our own and have one, um, at a custom time for us depending? Absolutely. Okay. Absolutely. Cool. 
So um, what we would do in that um, situation is similar to what Molly said, is sort of give the entire staff a survey of, you know, collect all the data where there's sort of like pain points are, or their blind spots are. Yeah. Uh, we can go through our traditional package, um, which again is very affordable. I think it was like 1500 bucks for a restaurant group to go through the entire training. Um, and if they wanted something customized that really dug into what that group actually needs, we're, we have the ability to build it. Love everything that you're saying. All right, Al, let's get you, uh, get you out of here for today. Lots more for everybody to come from uh, L. Jarvis. Uh, you and I are going to be sick of seeing each other in the most amazing way possible at the end of these four weeks. <laughs> You're not even going to need me soon. You're going to be just be able to steal off all the in the weeds. I'm <laughs> absorbing all of it, and I'm going to be an absolute uh, loudspeaker for the mission and the vision of uh, of in the weeds. So thanks, L. We'll let you get out of here. Cheers. All right. Thanks, Jensen. All right, everybody, that is it for this episode. Once again, this was Best Served Podcast 342, Getting Out of the Weeds for Hospitality Workers with Reagan and Molly from Chad, based out in Chicago. Of course, L. Jarvis from In the Weeds as well. Once again, this is a part of our series, In the Weeds, Menu Meeting Fall 2021. And there's hundreds of pieces of content coming out over a four-week span. So please tune into all of it wherever you consume content, however you consume it. If it's video, if it's audio, if it's clubhouse, if it's articles, if it's memes, we are going to be there to communicate with you. That is it. I appreciate you all. I hope all of you find your way out of the weeds because it's so important for us in the hospitality industry for that self hospitality. And the time is now. Cheers. Thanks for listening to the best served podcast. Subscribe to our show and connect with us on social media at best served podcast. Tune in next week to discover more unsung hospitality heroes.